whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League Show, Season 2, Episode 34. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, tonight, it's just myself, Tash, and Mon, and uh, yeah, we're very excited to be talking all things rugby league, but more exciting than that, it is NADOC week, uh, so very exciting times uh, here at Mojo Sports. We're very, uh, we're very happy and privileged to be able to um, support and celebrate what is a very special week here. Um, and you know, here, myself, I'm in the uh, the Newcastle Hunter Valley area, so I'd just like to quickly acknowledge the traditional owners on the lands on which we're coming to you tonight. Um, I'm on the border of quite a few different nations. I've got a Wabikul, a Waramai, as, as well as Wanarua. So, um, yeah, very much excited to be here celebrating all things NADOC. It's um, a very special time of year. And uh, keeping that in mind, let's jump into our warm-up. And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three. Why well, you don't understand? Bishop wore buttless chaps to the bat mitzvah. Have a great broadcast. You too, darling. Now, team, obviously we usually have a little bit of fun with this because we have so much fun and banter before hitting recording that we decided to bring that on air. But this week, Tash, let's keep things in line with NADOC week because it is a very special uh, time of year. You know, we're very um, excited to, to dive into this and let's keep it rugby league flavoured. So my question to you, my friend, is your favourite Indigenous rugby league player of all time, maybe throwing it back a little bit as well as uh, giving a little bit of love to some of the modern day players. Yeah, Dan, on the throwback, I can't go past uh, Katrina Fanning. What she's done for the game back when I was playing with her and now she's uh, on the board at, at the Raiders and we all know we're excited about the Raiders coming into the NRLW uh, next year. Um, and present day, I don't think she gets enough love. Um, I know our guest that's coming on soon um, certainly loves her, but Shaley Bent, she is like the BP, um, the quiet achiever. She's she's always up there in the tackle count. She's always pushing up, doing those little extras. And, uh, yeah, I, I love her. Yeah, what, what an unbelievable player and definitely getting better uh, every single game. Uh, look, for myself, Tashi, being a little bit modest there, uh, without question, uh, my favourite uh, Indigenous player of all time and the first inaugural captain of, of, of the country, uh, Tasha Gale herself. Tash, um yeah, obviously that is a pretty special thing to reflect on and think about. Um, you know, you, you've obviously spoken about it quite a lot. You're very proud about your your heritage, about your culture. Talk to us a little bit about what it means, um, because mate, that's you know this is this is history making stuff, and we're incredibly proud of you here at Mojo. Oh, Dan, I was always uh, mum always taught me to be very very proud of my Aboriginal heritage, and I think as a young kid. Um, one of the hardest words to learn is Wiradjuri. So um, I went to some special elocution lessons, um, but I think, you know, just being part of that culture and to be the first um, Indigenous captain of Australia, I mean, it puts me in, I can't even say it in the same breath, but Artie Beetson, like, what a champion! So yeah, a, a great honour. No, thank you. That's that's exactly uh, yeah, that's exactly how I put it. Tasha Gal and Artie Beatson. That's a very special <laughs> crew for a very uh, for the right reasons. And look, giving a little bit of love to some of the Monday players. And aren't we? 
I mean, it, it's so difficult just to pick uh, one player, but obviously Caitlin Johnston's doing very special things. And, you know, just considering her age as well, I, I just, you know, again, I'm going to sound like a broken record each and every week here on the podcast, but some of these younger players, you think about where they're going to be in four, five, six years' time, uh, it is pretty terrifying, to be honest. So Caitlin doing some very special things, very proud of her culture, doing some great things for her community as well. Mon, what about yourself? Um, obviously, you know, you get the pleasure of, um, you know, going out there competing on the uh, on the field there in the Newcastle system. So, um, yeah, your reflections on your favourite Indigenous player of all time. Um, well, as you guys both have said, it's um, hard just to choose one. But um, I I can't go past Rebecca Young, Beck Young. Um, she's a good friend of mine. Um, I've been lucky enough to be coached by her for the last three years in the Newcastle system. Um, and just seeing her pride in her culture and, and watching, used to watch her on the telly when she'd represent the Indigenous All-Stars, it would bring me pride. Um, to see her so proud of her culture and her mob and her family. Um, so, yeah, my um, my favourite Indigenous player of all time is Beck. Yeah, I absolutely love that. So, yeah, this year's theme is get up, stand up, show up. So, uh, yeah, very special. Make sure you get involved into, um, you know, some activities. There's going to be a lot of things happening uh, this week. We're very excited to get in and around it. And obviously it means so much to us personally, but as well as this beloved sport that we all love in rugby league. So some great connections there. And, uh, yeah, happy NADOC week, everybody. All right, team, well, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch this is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, team. Now, what I usually do is I usually sort of, you know, um, extend this out a little bit, but I'm way too excited about my next guest coming up. Let's dive straight into it because we are very fortunate to have the great Holly Wheeler on the show. Holly, thanks for joining us here at Mojo. Hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. No, it's great to have you. And the reason we're so excited, it is finals football. Here we are, the New South Wales, Harvey Norman, New South Wales Women's Premiership. Um, you know, obviously the competition, it has absolutely flown by. Uh, it's, it's been obviously very different, you know, season 2022. But here we are, it is uh, semi-finals time. Uh, and so this week, obviously, we're going to be previewing the absolute blockbusting clash between the Mounties coming up against your beloved Cronulla Sharks. Holly, just your own sort of reflections on the season that's been. Obviously, it's a little bit different to um, obviously past seasons with the the Harvey Norman's competition and how it's been impacted by NRLW. So, yeah, just talk to us a little bit about, you know, your own reflections of the season there in Cronulla and, um, yeah, what what, what it's meant to you. Yeah, so it's been a a fresh start, I guess, for me down there in Cronulla. I've um, sort of parting ways there with with North Sydney at the end of last year. So um, refreshing for me, um, new surroundings, new teammates and a new environment, which I've thoroughly enjoyed. And um, But, yeah, back on, you know, the season, we've had to shorten it this year because of um, the additional NRLW. Um, We've obviously then had State of Origin and everything else um, wrapped around in the middle of it. So, quite shortened comp, um, shortened sort of finals series, but um, it's exciting. It shows how close it's been and um, the quality of the the players coming through the system at the moment is so exciting. Um, it could go any which way um, the finals this weekend and um, it shows the growth of women's game. So exciting times ahead, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, it'll, it'll put this, – this season, although it's been short and testing, will put it um, – probably in good stead for the, the next few years coming, um, you know, having to be so adaptable and um, we're sort of being able to 
to do what we need to do at the moment to, to put these platforms in place to make sure that the, the comp moving forward just goes from strength to strength. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's a, that's a beautiful way of talking about it in terms of, you know, this year has been historic. There's just been so much football. There's been so many sacrifices. I think, you know, here at Mojo, we're going to do our very best to tell a lot of those stories because I think it's something that a lot of people are not too across. But, yeah, the foundations that have been laid this year, the sacrifices that's been made, the incredible football that's been played across all these competitions, it's just making such a huge impact. Um, and, you know, we've seen that with, you know, the expansion teams coming into the NRLW and a few different things. But here we are, Mounties versus Sharks. Hey, Mon. Um, tough break with for you, my friend. I mean, I was just sort of saying in, in um, you know before we jumped on air that pretty lucky that this competition got um, obviously reduced to, to top four for the finals because sides in 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 in, uh, in fifth and sixth in the Knights and the Roosters, mate. Although although you guys didn't make the finals, the Knights and the Roosters they could have won this competition. That's how tight it was this year. Yeah, and it's it is um, pretty devastating that we did miss out, but. Um, yeah, the, it goes to show that the competition, uh, each team can, you know, win the premiership. Um, Roosters have been, as you said before, the dynasty and, and you know, they, they've won the comp quite convincingly the last couple of years. Um, and we could have won the comp as well. Not that I'm biased or anything. Um, but, yeah, like quality teams, yeah. Um, yeah we, we, miss, we miss out, but it um, also goes to show the talent and the level that our um, game is at. Yeah, I keep saying it. This is one of the world's uh, strongest competitions, you know. So you look at a team and, you know, the strength of a team is the players that miss out on the on the 17 on game day. It's the same with the competition. You've got the Newcastle Knights and the Central Coast Roosters who have been a dynasty in this competition, have not made the finals. Incredible stuff. But here we are. Let's talk about two teams that are in the, in the fight. Um, you know, they're obviously, you know, looking to book their place, um, you know, in the big dance. Um, let's start with the Mounties. Tash, help me please with the Mounties because I cannot get a read on this football team. We've said from the very start that this is a team uh, that has built a culture around some very talented young players. Um, yeah, but, you know, obviously been a little bit inconsistent this year, but probably starting to heat up a little bit um, towards the back end of this season. Yeah, they sure have. They've always been a, a very strong club in the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. But um, they've, they've just come off a bye. They've got some incredible players and and. One incredible player that's really caught my eye and is Gail Broughton there at fullback. She is outstanding. I think she's leading try scorer in the whole competition. Um, she's signed with Parramatta. I'm pretty sure that's public knowledge. Um, so she's definitely someone to watch for. Um, and then you've got, you know, Mimes, you know, Samima Taufa, you know, playing at lock. You've got Keely Davis at, at number nine, you know, Hanisi playing in the forwards. They're just a, they're, they're a machine. Holly, let's start off with, um, yeah, obviously, um, you know, the, the season that, um, uh, that Gales had at fullback has been incredible. Um, you know, there's a fair bit of points out there in the outside backs. Let's just quickly touch on the halves as well. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, obviously Serena, you know, she's done her thing, um, you know, uh, at the NRLW level. And uh, Matilda Power, we've been covering her for a couple of years, obviously very um, proud and played. Um, she's got a few few games under her belt there for, for the Mounties. So talk to us a little bit about what, what you expect from the Mounties halves uh, this weekend. 
Yeah, look, um, credit to Tilly. She's she's had horrible the last few seasons. She's she's battled some some major injuries and um, the tenacity of that young girl. She keeps fighting her way back and keeps finding herself back playing elite level. And she was with us at the Dragons earlier this season, and I'm sure she's learned a lot from the time with the NRL um, W squad there. And she's going from strength to strength now. Like you said, getting a run of getting some games under her belt. So um, I think she'll be the one that will steer the team around. Um, and Serena, obviously, she's a bit more of a ball runner. Um, we'll see her carrying the ball a bit more. But obviously, you know, we'll um, we'll get into preview their last few games and, and have another look back at them because obviously we played them round one and um, they've, they've they've changed so much. Obviously, they've got a lot lot of new combinations there and um, the halves have been clicking really well. And I think that they'll, um, yeah, like I said, Tilly will be looking to steer the team around and Serena will be taking those options as a runner. But massively on Gail, like she's going to be the probably the linchpin that holds that team together and, and she's just gone from strength to strength and um, it's scary, scary what she can do and, and she's a good mate of mine and um, I wish her all the best but um, I'll be trying to <laughs> just not limit, her, limit her <laughs> on the weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. No, look, and Serena's interesting to watch on tape and prepare for because you know she's got to run first, she's got to run first. You know, you, you're constantly thinking about that in defence yet she's able to beat that defender every time. So, um, and you know, one of the the things that makes her so successful in my opinion is you know playing behind a very um you know powerful forward pack one that's certainly um you know doing their thing um holly you know we, we don't want you to be giving too much love to your opposition heading into such a big match but my friend as tasha tasha sort of touched on you know this is a pretty serious football uh this is a pretty serious forward pack that's going to be looking to step up in this game oh yeah tell me about it um I don't think I've uh, played with a lot of those girls. I'm generally on the receiving end of their barnstorming runs. So um, I'll be icing the body this week, that's for sure, and trying to prepare for the the contact. But, um, you know, they're a formidable pack. They've, they've been together now for a long period of time and, um, you know, they are a consistent benchmark of this competition. And, um It'll be interesting this weekend. Um, obviously, if their forwards get a roll on, their their back five and their halves have absolute luxury off the back of that. So, obviously, we want to make sure that we control that middle, and um, it's going to be a tough challenge, that's for sure. But um, one that I'm sure that you know our packs up for, and um, yeah, looking forward to the challenge, that's for sure. And Mon, just bringing you on in on this one because you played against a lot of these players as well. Here's hoping for some decent weather, my friend, because, um, you know, what has been good is we have had patches of sunlight in the year 2022. It hasn't felt like that for a lot of the time. But, you know, I guess where I'm getting to with this is a lot of the Mounties players and their forwards are starting to show a little bit of football as well. They're not just rolling, um, you know, over the top of people. They are starting to, you know, throw the ball around a little bit. And uh, Mon, talk to us a little bit about some of these score lines because, you know, some of these top teams, are they certainly know how to put um, score some points and that's not just coming from the outside backs. You know, these forwards are showing a little bit of skill. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know when we were um, up against the Mounties, I think that was round two, um, our biggest concern was um, – our biggest concern always is shutting down the front door, but it was especially with the Mounty girls because um, we know that they're very um, deadly and silky on the outside with their halves and their outside backs, but we also knew the huge threat that the middles, um, you know, caused for us. Um, and, you know, they scored a couple – they scored two of their tries through our middle in that game. Um, but, yeah, like it, it, they can score points – all over the park, and that's what makes them such a, a scary um, opponent. But, um, yeah, I think, as, as Holly said before, if they can kind of control the ruck, shut down the middle, 
then um yeah the sharkies um hopefully i'm fingers crossed um should get it over them <laughs> yeah no it's gonna be interesting all right holly that's the painful part over talking about your opposition now <laughs> let's get a little bit of love to your crew here in cronulla because I, you know, one of the things I did want to talk about, and obviously we had Andy on, um, you know, a recent show a little while ago as well. We said the same thing. Um, you know, f- fans of the Sharks, go back and listen to that episode as well. That was a great sit down and chat. But Holly, you know, talk to us a little bit about this club, Cronulla, because there's just something a little bit different about them. Obviously, you've got some pretty big names there, but I guess talk to us a little bit about the culture that's been building there, because... You know, I I guess, you know, this is a club that's starting to, you know, build momentum, you know, get a really strong fan base there. And I don't know, it's hard to really talk about from this side of the desk. But yeah, I I guess talk to us a little bit about your own experiences and the culture there at the Sharks. Yeah, so like I said, I hadn't had anything to do with the Sharks previously to this year. And um, uh, when I was leaving the Bears, um, there was an opportunity there to go and and sign with Cronulla and um, obviously I've got a lot of friends there um, and players that I've played a lot of footy with. So that was a drawing card for me. Um, the second that, you know, my conversations with um, Brails and Tony and, and the coaching staff there at Cronulla from the get-go was quite professional and I just liked their honesty and, and how they were up front. Um, and that's what the club is about, you know. Um, they genuinely look after the girls there and, um, you know, the players feel respected uh, it's a good vibe. It's a good laugh. And I think this year, like, obviously I can't speak of the culture in previous years, but um, I think this year, um, obviously we've had Corbs um, just recently, you know, announce um, her pregnancy. So the last few weeks she's um, hasn't been there, which is, um, you know, obviously she's the captain and the leader of this team and, and has been for for years now. So, um, you know, normally that could, I guess, derail, but we've worked hard on the culture there and we've got a lot of leaders within the club, Sam Bremner being there. Tiana Penitani, Maddie Studden, Kennedy Cherrington, like the list goes on. And um, the quality players that are there, I think, um, you know, having that professional standard from NRLW and, and other rep teams kind of sets the platform there. And the young girls, i.e. Andy Robinson, that's, that's coming through, um, only willing, too willing to learn. They want to just sponge everything up and um, really want to get better within themselves. So there's no sort of ego or anything like that around the club. We're there to play footy, uh, enjoy ourselves. But um, obviously the Sharks have come close for so many years. Uh, I think they won when they were Cronulla Curring Bar like in 2015 or 16 or something like that. And then since then they've been right on the cusp of grand final and just haven't made it. So I think they know, um, you know, the fight's there. The, the, they can get there and they just need that that extra little bit. So I think it's, um, you know, um, it's brought them a lot closer, that's for sure, and it's like chasing that loose end sort of thing. So um, hopefully, yeah, this weekend we can get the job done and get them into the grand final and, and, and change that history a little bit. Yeah, Holly, you mentioned um, quite a few things there, and I, I agree with absolutely all of them. I think that um, the Sharks, you know, were very close to getting an NRLW um franchise right right from the start because they've always had those pathways in place and you mentioned the young girls coming through and we saw you know um Ruben Cherrington and Andy Robinson absolutely carve in the under 19 um state of origin um so you've got those players constantly coming through and they've stepped up into your Harvey Norman women's premiership team and they're, they're producing the goods so what you talk about with with the culture, you've only been there this year, but they certainly have the nursery. Yep. 
Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They're the first women's team to. You go back. Ruan Sims was the first female player to sign a contract with an NRL team. That was, you know, for their nines comp and whatever that. Um, they sort of kicked off these exhibition matches. So they've been wanting to sort of knock the door down of the women's space for a long time. And um, like you said, the pathways have been there for a long period of time and um, they care, like they genuinely care. And it's refreshing to be at a club that wants to put into the women's game and, and the juniors for that matter. And, you know, they're only too welcoming. So it's, um, I'm very, very honoured and, and feel very privileged to be at the club and um, I'll be doing everything I can on the weekend to to put in a performance to get us um, to the grand final. But, you know, speaking on the youth, you know, I think the biggest turning point for us this season was our last round game against Bears. We had up to seven players out with origin duty and um, we had young girls step up and just completely step into these shoes that, you know, by all means would be nearly impossible to fill um, they did that and they did that so well. And I think that's a testament to the depth of the Cronulla Sharks and and just the quality of players these youth have at the moment. It's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Holly, I, I was going to say something similar, that I, I feel like it's almost the training is what's kind of lifting because, you know, these younger players, they look up to yourself and some of the other experienced heads in and around and they, they just sort of, you know, everyone talks about the standard and what that kind of looks like, but it's just those small things at training. It's just those little one percenters they pick up and then suddenly – when they're put under pressure, um, you know, on game day, they're able to kind of, you know, get to that level. And that, that's what's so impressive about some of these younger players. But I, I guess, you know, uh, reflecting on, you know, this game, you know, we're going to be looking for players who, you know, they're, they're in the, they're in, you know, red hot form. Now, Holly, you're, you're in a pretty good position here at Cronulla because, you know, it's similar to some of the other teams, you've got some players who are really heating up at the right time. Any, do any particular, I know it's difficult, but do any particular players really come to mind when you think about form? Who are some of the players that have really stood out to you over the past couple of weeks and who you think are really going to have a, you know, it's going to be a short final series, but, you know, this is this is a big one against the Mounties. Who should we be looking out for in this one? It's, it's honestly, I just had about 10 different names pop up in my head when you said that, and any given day, um, you know, it could be any one of, uh, like our 17 or 20 even, you know, that, that turn up on game day. And um, I think most important of our group, obviously our senior heads, but, you know, you, you know what you're going to get from us and, and we'll lead from the front, but it's these, the younger ones, um, Mona Lisa, Ciola, like Andy Robinson, Tegan Berry, you know, um, Zali Faye, these young ones that have no fear, they play with just sheer confidence and, um, and, you know, a little bit of swagger, and I think that rubs off on the older ones, you know. You know, they're sort of um, – they're the ones that are getting up doing the tough carries and it's then rubbing off on, you know, off on us. And um, we just bounce so well. The combination of youth and experience um, is second to none in this team. So um, I think, you know, if we're going to get up on the weekend and, like I said, we're going to have to, you know, really roll our sleeves up in the middle, but it's going to be, um, you know, our youth – um, Mona Lisa on the edge, um, you know, Zali Faye's on the wing and she comes in, rolls the sleeves up. There's nothing of her. I think she's all of 40 kilos. She's tiny. Um, and she runs it like a front rower. It's, it's, <laughs> I'm like, God, if she's, I've got to do that now. Like if she's just done that, I've got to do it. So, you know, picks us all up and um, absolutely no fear. So I'm definitely be looking at the younger ones this weekend and um, rallying off a bit of their energy. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Holly, I guess we spoke a little bit about, you know, where the strength of the Mountie side is. I mean, you know, we could be wrong, but, you know, I, I really feel like that forward pack is going to come to play, that's for sure. Um, 
you know, you're there, you're, you're, you're in and around it. This is where, you know, you um, you ply your trade in the middle. Talk to us and, and I guess talk up a little bit about your forward pack because you've certainly got the talent, you've certainly got the, the athleticism, the size, you know, you've got experienced players, you've got younger players. Talk to us a little bit about your forward pack because, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to be most interested in this weekend. Mounties, Sharks, forwards going, going into <laughs> battle. It's probably going to decide this one. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's exciting times. Um, we've had a bit of a rotation in our middles, unfortunately, through injury and um, rep and everything like that. So um, early on in the season, we didn't have Tegan Dimmick there for a while. She was um, recovering from her broken hand and um, she's come back in the last um, few rounds and and she's pivotal, like pivotal for our go forward. Um, I rely heavily on her, her energy, her aggression, uh, in the middle there and um, Brooke Anderson, um, she's come in and found herself playing sort of in that middle in the lock position and and um, she's just a tenacious defender there and tackles anything that moves. So, um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Sask that's come over. Like we've got, you know, Ken's hopefully, I'm trying to find out, hopefully, fingers crossed, she might be back, but I think that's a bit of a stretch um, for Kennedy. But um yeah, we've got Cla- like Claudia Foster, um, bigger body, and just um, really, really brings on that that bit of oomph that we need um, off the bench. So, um, you know, definitely, if we're looking, I, and I, I honestly couldn't tell you what the team's going to be um, this weekend, but um, yeah, I think if we just, I'm excited, like our younger forward pack, and that you know they've got um, all the opportunity in the world, and. They're fearless. I love the young, like the youth. They're just fearless. They don't give a shit who's on the other side and who's running at them and how big they are. They'll throw themselves, you know, at the defenders. And and um, I think we need a bit of that this weekend, like you said, to, to win that forward battle. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping my mate Teagues will show up and roll the sleeves up and get the job done with me up front. So, um, I'll be relying heavily on her, that's for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a cracker. Um, Tash, you know, we're going to get into the predictions very, very soon, but... I mean, look, I, you know, Newcastle through and through over here, but you would love to see, um, you know, I'm not going to, you know, that we'd love to see Cronulla breakthrough, um, as Holly was talking about a little bit more. Again, it's hard to kind of pinpoint a couple of players that are going to make the difference, but there are game breakers in this Sharks team. There are a couple of players who, you know, again, we're going to come to our predictions soon, but this is probably going to be a very tight contest. A couple of players you're looking at that can t- potentially break this one open for the Sharks if it's, you know, if it's getting close towards that second half. Yeah, look, I think um, Tegan Berry, she scored a double in the last of the round games. And, you know, um, Holly, if you can lay the platform, you know, and then you, the Sharks play with a lot of flair. And if they get it out wide and Tegan Berry, like, shut the gate, any space, and she's gone. So I'm really looking forward to her performances as well as Holly's laying the platform for them. <laughs> yeah. I'll try, Tash, I'll try. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> And let's, uh, you know, let's hope conditions are conditions are kind as well because um, I definitely think that will be in, in favour of the Sharks as well if we can have a bit of a dry track. But uh, I feel like Tasha's got the Sharks jersey. Are we doing predictions early? You've got the yeah. Sharks on there, mate. Yeah, there we go. She's <laughs> Am I allowed to <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tasha, there we go. That's a, that's a really good segue into it. Um, no sitting on the fence when it comes to Mojo. We've got to, we've got to jump in here and offer our predictions. This is tough. The Mounties, they've been up, they've been down. They've got all the talent in the world to not just win this game, but win the entire competition um, coming up against the Sharks, and we know their their quality. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one, my friend? Yeah, you, Tash, jump in. 
<laughs> yeah, well, okay, as Holly just mentioned, I did come prepared into this uh, podcast with the Sharks hoodie on. Um, so, look, I think they thoroughly deserve it. They've been around. They're doing all the right things. They've got class right through the team. Um, so I think that's Sharks over the Mounties this weekend. Uh, Mon, what about yourself? Again, you're still, uh, you know, licking your wounds, obviously, not, not getting into the finals. That's disappointing for the Knights. But, you know, you've got a bit of inside knowledge here. You've come up against, um, you know, both of these teams. Who do you think gets this one done? Um, I think it's going to be a very close match. It's going to be a really good one to watch. I'm excited for it, that's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think with the Mounties being um, so in and out of form, you know, they've been up and then really down. I think that the Sharks is in the back end of this um, season. They've come into some really good form. Their um, combinations are starting to click. Um, I think the Sharks will win this one, but it will definitely be a very close game. Yeah, I don't like to sit on sit on the fence. It's so difficult. Look, um, you know, Keely Davis, you know, obviously we didn't speak about her talents in the Mountie. She absolutely terrifies me. Uh, she's uh, often playing <laughs> against uh, teams uh, who, who I follow. She's obviously, you know, often on the opposition. But, um, yeah, look, it is going to be challenging. And trying to keep Gail quiet, um, you know, will, will be a big part of the challenge. But, look, I've... I've got to go with my heart here. I've got to say the uh, I've got to say the Sharkies, but it is going to be it is going to be very very close this one. I think you know as I always say, you know um, part of these part of these games, uh, these high pressure games, it's about sort of um, you know coming out with the with the right sort of momentum. And I really feel like again halftime is going to be um, a big part of this. So you know um, both both teams are going to be looking to start fast, and you know if you can just you know a try or two, and, and just sort of get yourself a little bit comfortable heading into halftime. I think that'll put yourself in a really good position. So yeah, I've got the sharks for me, Holly. Um, you know it's going to be uh, going to be a big one for you. Obviously, we know what your predictions are, but just a final recap: How do the sharks get this one done? Yeah, look, I think it's going to be an absolute slugfest. Um, it's going to be a tight game, that's for sure. And if it's not, I mean, it'll be by some fluke. You know, I think the teams have quite evenly matched across the park, and um, it's a. It'll be a testing match, that's for sure, and, and hopefully we put on a good um, good game for the spectators that come out. Hopefully it's a dry track, like we're talking about. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we get some good weather, uh, makes it for better footy. But, um, yeah, we've got to control that middle, um, somehow get on top of their middle, slow them down and um, let our backs do what they do, and that's um, run fast and score tries. So, um, yeah, hold that middle down and, and um, the rest will play out for us. Yeah, no, I think um, I think it's going to be an absolute ripper of a game, and um, you know if you can just get your noses ahead, you know a player like Maddie starting with it with her experience there and in, in the seven that that fills me with a lot of confidence that um, yeah she could certainly uh, lead you guys to victory as well. All right, uh, team, that's the uh, the end of our wrap there. Again, to our local fans, get down and watch this one. This is going to be an absolute beauty, uh, one of the games of the season. But uh, all right, team, let's jump into our final segment for tonight. Rapid fire. Hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, team, in rapid fire, we're going to be looking at the other game. Uh, West Tigers coming up against the North Sydney Bears. Obviously, the winner of this one will move through into the grand final and they'll play the winner of the Mounties and the Sharks. Um, so, quick round the grounds, team, on our predictions. Mon, going to start with you. Who gets the job done here? Um, I, we've seen that the Bears have had a, a stellar performance this, this season. Um, last time these two 
teams versus each other. The Bears quite convincingly won 34-6 um, back in round three, but a lot has changed since then. Um, you know, the, the the Tigers aren't a team just to flick to the side and, and it's not going to be an easy game for the Bears to win. Um, I, I'm going to go for a, an upset and I'm going to say the Tigers will win. Oh, I love that. It just got, well, look, you know, crazier things um, probably happened, you know, it just goes to show how tight the competition is. Um, Holly, what about yourself? Who do you think wins this one out of the Tigers and the Bears? Yeah, I'm probably going to have to agree with Mon there. Um, I think the Bears have sort of had that benchmark quality through the competition. They've been quite consistent. Um, the Tigers have just built and built and built and without the likes of their big game players in in Kez and, and Jess and um, they aren't a team to take lightly, like Mon said, and and I think they're really going to give the Bears a run and I think, um, yeah, I think they're going to get up in a close one. I'm, I'm going for an upset. Guys, that would be huge. If, uh, if That would be <laughs> absolutely huge if the Tigers can get it done. Look, for me, I'm going to go with the Bears. Um, I'm just going to back them a little bit, but, you know, Holly, you touched on a little bit. It's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how they come out of this one because, you know, were they just the most consistent team throughout the year? You know, and consistency means a lot in these types of competition. Or are they the out-and-out favourites for this competition? Are they the um, are they head and shoulders above everyone else in this competition? It's just hard to believe that given how close it is. But for me, I just love the halves situation there at North Sydney and they're really going to have to step up in this one. But... You know, it's sudden death. Um, you know, it, it's going to be, you know, form's going to go out the window. It's going to be who's um, the best team on the day. But, yeah, I'm going to back in the Bears' halves to, um, you know, guide them through what's going to be a, a pretty challenging game, that's for sure. Um, styles make fights and the Tigers-Bears, that, that's going to be a very, um, it's going to be a very tough one. Tash, yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm not, yeah, my predictions have been pretty poor this year. So, um, yeah, I'm interested to hear about your thoughts because your tipping's been a lot more on the money lately. What, what's your thoughts in this one? Who's going to, um, yeah, earn their ticket into the grand final? Dan, finals footy and anything can happen on the day. The Bears have, you know, they're, they're, as, you know, Mon said, they've uh, had a stellar season and they really have, you know, raised the bar and, I just think um, it's so tough. Like, you know, the Tigers have got, you know, Kezi and Jess back, the the Curtin twins, um, so so many things going for them. Um, But I'm just going to have to say Bears. They've done it week in, week out. So, yeah. We're, yeah. we're a split now. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, look, if the Bears make the grand final, uh, there's going to be parades in the street. You can imagine how much support and love is there for that team. So the Tigers, they're really coming in trying to upset the party there. And, wow, do they have the players to do it? It's uh, going to be another incredible game. But, again, last shout-out to our local fans. Get down and watch these games on the weekend. This is going to be some of the best football you have seen all year. I can promise you that. So get down and check these teams out as they battle uh, for their spot in the grand final. So all four teams, all four games are at Cogra. Um, yeah, the one after the other. So it's going to be an amazing day. Definitely get out there, that's for sure. Absolutely. All right, crew, there you go. All of our locals. Hey, even do some travelling, you know. Let's let's get down there and watch this. Let's celebrate uh, the unbelievable uh, year we've had, season 2022. So much football and, uh, yeah, it's been incredible. Let's see who can uh, be playing in the grand final this year. 
All right, team. Well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. Holly, just want to thank you uh, so much for jumping on and uh, talking all things football. We really appreciate your time, especially coming into um, yeah such a big clash there for the Sharks. So, again, thank you for jumping on, promoting your beloved uh, Cronulla Sharks here, and all the best for the weekend. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for having me. And um, I love listening to you guys. The segments, these are amazing. And it's great to see the love that you guys have for the women's space and and the work that you do behind the scenes. And, um, yeah, it's amazing. So thank you for shedding light on on um, Harvey Norman and everything Women's uh, Rugby League. No, that, anytime. We, we absolutely love what we do. And uh, to our... To our crew, Tash and Mon, uh, again, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. Mon, uh, thank you for battling through your Mad Monday and turning up to the podcast, my friend. We really do appreciate that. Uh, and Tash, as always, um, you know, another great episode there. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support as well. How can you continue to support us here at Mojo? It's pretty simple. Simply download the podcast, share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo. And until next time, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.